Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We're breaking down all the biggest NBA storylines. You're tuned in to The Heat Check. The Heat Check with Trista Crick. The best podcast covering all the drama around the association. Up next is the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, They add Jordan Hawkins from Villanova. Not a lot of key subtractions, really. I don't haven't found any that you could find to be meaningful. Uh, New Orleans' future hopes, just like Memphis, rests on on one man, Zion. First time as a pro, he seems to be entering the season that he has taken his training protocol seriously. That's he's about as healthy as they've ever said that he's been, at least for a guy who's missed about half of his career so far. So that's like a step. That's one step. Apparently he's been eating well. He's got a nutritionist. He's been listening to the heat check. I said this two years ago. As soon as Zion figures out a way to limit his portions and find some way to take his conditioning seriously, maybe Zion will stay on the court. If he plays a full season, the Pelicans are going to be dangerous. They're not going to ever hurt for scoring while he's in the game because he makes plays as soon as he's out there. Every night. There's a reason why the ringer named him one of the top five players that's going to define a season. What is the problem with the with the New Orleans Pelicans, you might ask? Defense. His defense is a real, real problem. This roster construction, very strange. Uh, through two preseason games, Zion has looked, shall we say, like a little lost. Like a little lost on defense. It's just... He's not hustled. He's losing his man regularly. Still doesn't box out. You know, same old Zion shit uh, that Stan Van Gundy used to get mad at when he was the head coach. Like, this guy is supposed to be now the five? Remember when Stan Van Gundy was like, oh, yeah, that's bullshit. Zion's not playing defense. That's why we're putting him at the point guard position. It's point Zion. Ah, All the joy of my life is point Zion. No, no, no. Now Willie Green has Zion playing the five. Six, six, Zion playing center. His off-ball defense has been an absolute disaster. It has been messy as fuck. Are we shocked about this, though? Like, no. His defense, or his uh, lack of defense, to to be exact, has been the boat anchor for the New Orleans Pelicans for a long-ass time, where they have to add new players to the team in order to try to protect Zion on defense. And it is impacting wins and losses in a way that a lot of people are reluctant to admit. Zion has played 114 games for the Pelicans. And the record when Zion is on the floor 
is, get this, 57 and 57. That's that's not what you want from your superstar guy that you took number one overall. And that is not the only issue. How about this one? Him and Brandon Ingram, mm, let's be real. You've seen it. You've watched it. It's not, I don't think, working. The combo is 46 and 47 when they're on the floor together. So I don't know how that works either. I like B.I. I like Zion. Not sure I like B.I. and Zion. You know what I'm saying? It's like that couple where you're like, ooh, I like Sarah. I like Marquise. Sarah and Marquise? Not a fit. Uh, they. I don't know if they are really complimenting each other. You know what I'm saying? I think they actually make each other worse. I think they're emphasizing each other's weaknesses and stifling each other's strengths at the same exact time. I think at this point we have enough evidence to know that this does not work. But, 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 not the only, I don't want to act like I'm just banging on New Orleans. I'm not. Like, they're a fun team, and they were wildly successful when Zion was not on the floor, and they were a playing team, and they came after the Suns. So, like, I'm not trying to say the, the Pelicans stink or anything. But there's another problem as well. Um, there's fallout over Aaron Nelson. Woo, big man on campus, the head trainer. Uh, he ran into problems with Zion to the point where Zion ghosted him. He went to Beaverton. He wasn't answering his phone calls. Now that guy got fired. He was supposed to be like the dude, and now he's nowhere to be found, and no one knows why. Zion's favorite coach, Teresa Weatherspoon, she has dipsetted. Peace up, A-Town down. She has gone to the WNBA. So there's like a little cultural instability stuff going on as well in terms of being positive and uh, accentuating the good things about the New Orleans Pelicans. C.J. McCollum, certainly a good point guard for this team. Veteran, has the ability to get buckets in the mid-range. He can shoot the three. He's like a calming presence to this team. Valanchunas can rebound his ass off. Not a great defender, let's be honest, but good rebounder. Herb Jones, absolute demon on the perimeter. His wingspan, his effort, ridiculous, his versatility, love him. Trey Murphy, when healthy, is a linchpin of this team. Little little piece of information, though, not quite healthy right now, dealing with some meniscus stuff. Jose Alvarado, also awesome off the bench, dealing with some health stuff. Um, valuable players like Dyson Daniels, who I think can help. Not a great shooter, but he's coming around. Larry Nash Jr., I think, is a good piece as well. But here's the bottom line. As you can tell... There's a lot of pieces that individually great, not so great together. To date, Williamson, Ingram, and McCollum have only played 172 minutes together as a whole. All three have struggled with injuries and not having a great track record with that. So you might think that the Pelican season hinges completely on injuries, and it does to a degree, but it also depends on whether Zion and B.I. can cohabitate in the same system. And I am guessing that one of them is going to have to go. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. 
As former Sports Center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's move forward to my squad. My squad of the Southwest Division. It's not the San Antonio Spurs. That's everybody's squad. They are America's team. Let's be honest. And France's team. And probably every other country's team because Wembyama is electric. But we're not talking about them. We're talking about the Houston Rockets right now, baby. We're talking about some flowing right now. They were 22. They are your favorite 22 and 60 team because they have overhauled the roster and overhauled the culture in about Two seconds flat. Let's talk about their additions, huh? Fred Van Fleet. Oh, yeah. Brinks truck. Give him his money. Give that man his fucking money. Dylan Brooks. Give him his money. Give that man his fucking money. Eamon Thompson took him in the draft. And then the steal, baby, at 20. A consensus top five pick that you get at the 20th, 20th slot in Cam Whitmore. You subtract KJ Martin, Usman Gruba, and the biggest subtraction, Steven Silas. His press conferences were... Really something to behold, though. I have a lot of things to say. I don't think any of them are in my best self. But this is my league pass team. So many reasons why I love them. I couldn't really explain it without dedicating an entire show to it, but really it's like the culture. And it all starts with my man, Ime fucking Yudoka, Portland stand up. Let's go. You are the one setting the tone. From the time he showed up in Houston, threw up the shocker, one in the pink and one in the ah. It's been nothing but exciting times for Ime Yudoka and the Houston Rockets. Ime brings a world-class defensive mindset. We know that. That's what he did when he was in Boston. Immediately turned those boys into some straight dogs. He might be coach of the year this year. I'm not going to lie. This is a team that might go from 22 wins. I don't know how many they need. 36? Do they need 36 for him to win coach of the year? I don't know. But listen, he's got so many damn pieces to play with. Pause. He's got so many damn players that have so many things they can do well. Even with the bad news from the summer, KPJ, he's a bucket, he's a bucket, he's a bucket, getting cut from the team, I think that's addition by subtraction. This team is going to be very fun to watch. First of all, they did not sign James Harden, which would have been a massive mistake. There was no chance he was coming on the team. But you have a bunch of second-year players on the roster. You got Tari Eason, who I love. Jabari Smith, who I think is going to be an absolute low-post, mid-post threat. You got Darius Days. You got Jonathan Williams. You got Trevor Hudgens. You have four rookies. Eamon Thompson, who I think is about as versatile as they come. If he can get a jump shot, oh boy. You got Cam Whitmore, who I've already talked about last episode, can do so many damn things. Probably going to be the steal of the draft, at least one of them. You have Michael Mayer, Jermaine Samuels. But then you add these third-year players, Jalen Green, Alperin Shangoon. Shangoon is like this unicorn. Jock Landell from Phoenix. Nate Hinton. Keep in mind, 13 players form the nucleus of one of the youngest teams in the league. Jay Sean Tate, also fourth-year player. 14 players were with three or less years of experience. This is a chock-full team of fascinating players with a ton of length, athleticism, can do a bunch of different things. Players that I particularly want to keep my eye on, Jabari Smith, I think he takes a huge leap forward. Listen, man, 
I'm going to say it, okay? Stephen Silas was not doing anything to add to Jabari Smith's confidence. In fact, I think that whole energy was bringing the mood down. Nothing felt more reluctant in every moment than Stephen Silas and his little iPad. I just, it was painful, bro. It was painful. And now you get Ime Udoka. That, that alone, in terms of confidence building, Ime Udoka oozes, I can get any bitch I want. And that is going to be translated to the floor. And Jabari Smith is going to learn from that. Alperin Shangoon is also set to improve. Now, the question is, does Ime Udoka feel that Alperin Shangoon can become a defensive monster? We'll see. If he is not, and he does not have the ability to play hard the way Ime Udoka wants him, he will be gone. He will be out. But he is a baby Jokic. That is what he does well. He is a passing machine. His basketball IQ is super high. He sees lanes that very few players or big men have any vision or the ability to execute on. As for rookies, I've already said this. I am so high on Cam Whitmore. If if I didn't already have a sleeper in Keontae George for my rookie of the year, it would be Cam Whitmore because he has been electric. I am particularly impressed with his highlights. He can grab a rebound, take the ball coast to coast, lay it in, dunk it, just put his nuts in someone's face and just do it with a cold-hearted assassin look. He's going to be very good. That boy good. I don't know how many games uh, the Houston Rockets are going to win this year. I really don't, but I know it's going to be fun. I, like OKC League Pass team, that's so last year. It's the Rockets. It is the Rockets this year. If you don't bring your A game to the Rockets, you are getting an L. They are going to run you out of the gym, and it is not going to be very fun. Uh, and you're going to go to James Harden's restaurant and eat that foie gras and that steak holding that L on your face. Bye.